What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you today talking about cheat meals or treat meals or refeeds as well. I'll throw in there and uh, eating, I guess, kind of off of your set pattern or schedule. And one of the biggest questions I get is people will look at the stuff I eat on Instagram and in our Facebook groups and the other places I share uh, my food. And they'll say, well, I notice you eat mostly protein and vegetables. You know, what? Do you ever veer off the path and do eat something outside of that box or treat yourself or or what do you do and, and do you get sick when you do it? So I'm going to answer the question of, of what I personally do, what I would suggest for you guys to do and kind of break down uh, the rhyme and reason of why I do things and what I think is most beneficial to probably you guys, whether your goal is fat loss or to build muscle and, and kind of anywhere in that kind of between range. So uh, I'll say this, uh, cheat meals, you guys, they or however you want to look at them, and don't crush me like, oh, it's just a cheater, you're calling it a treat meal, and you shouldn't treat yourself with food. Just be a real fucking person for two seconds, and don't get so critical of every comment people make, you guys, and I say this, like, we, we talk about that in the mindset of, of how we think about food, and I like to think about it as, as not about the things I can't have, but I like to think about of all the things I can have, and with that said... We look forward to eating. We just do. Uh, any culture, America, and, and I've been across the world to Europe, um, we celebrate food. Uh, most of our social events are around food and drink, and that's why it's so hard to, to be in great shape because I tell people all the time, it's a decision you have to win you know, multiple times a day, every single day. And so we do look forward to it. We're no different than like my dog. If you guys follow me on Instagram, my story, I'll share my dog gets so jacked every time we eat chicken and fish and steak because she looks forward to something different than just this dry cereal food. And I get it. We're the same way. Food makes us happy. Uh, it's part of it, but it's controlling that and doing it in a context that actually helps us that, that gets you guys ultimately to your goal or, or not to your goal for that matter. So in the terms of this cheat or treat meals, whatever you want to call it, um, doing them will, you know, it won't prevent you from getting to your goals. Uh, and it also, you know, won't get you to your goals just by having them. I'll say that. The fact that a lot of people kind of follow either the 80-20 rule or the 90-10 rule. And that basically just means 80% of the time, 20% of the time, or 90% of the time, and 10% of the time, where the 90% you guys are eating things that are, you know, kind of macro-specific, goal-based, a nutrition plan that's going to get you to where you want to go. And 10% of the time you kind of indulge and just eat shit and and things that you want to. Um, And if you consume, you know, cheat meals or treat meals in this way, it's not going to derail you from your goals or really hinder you because like anything in life, you guys, it's not what we do some of the time that makes the biggest difference. It's what we do most of the time. And I guess... There's a ton of little you know, tips and tricks and, and hacks we can share with you. Like in my personal opinion, I think for a lot of you guys, that post-workout window is probably one of the best times to have a cheat or at least in a high output day, if you will. So the day like you squat or deadlift or do like a, a ridiculous you know, uh, heavy Metcon, um, at least in that kind of window or that post-workout kind of time frame, uh, your meal probably has a better chance of being utilized you know, by your muscles instead of being just stored as fat, especially if you're eating at a calorie deficit on the, all the other days. And even for you guys who do like maybe a lower intensity workout, like you go for a hike, but it's not super taxing, but you hiked for three hours, your muscles can essentially become like, let's say, almost like a sponge, if you want to view it that way, where it can kind of soak up, you know, extra carbohydrates. And so they can actually be used and utilized because you drain the pool. Now you're filling it back up and they don't just get stored as fat. So uh, I do think, you know, for a lot of you guys, if you can follow kind of that 90, you know, 10 rule, I think that's probably the, the best bet. So if you think of it for every 10 meals I eat, one of them can be, you know, something outside of the norm. And I'm going to differentiate between these two, you guys, uh, a cheat meal uh, and a, a refeed are two different things. And so for you guys who, 
you know, here's my example. If, uh, if a cheat meal would basically be consisting of something that's typically not in the plan at all. So it's the things that we typically deprive ourselves of or we don't include in our everyday eating, which might be, you know, pizza, burgers, fries, pancakes, cupcakes, cookies, shit like that. A refeed is kind of a more of a plan, just increase of calories overall. Uh, and again, a cheat meal is just one meal. So why tell people like maybe 60 to, to, you know, two hour window at the most. A refeed is kind of like the entire day. So like you're eating at a calorie deficit. So you're underneath your calorie goal for six days a week. And then Saturday, you take, you know, six to eight to 12 hours to eat more than you typically do. And typically that ends up being more carbohydrates. So for example, if you're a person on a 1500 calorie, you know, diet for five days a week, um, and then on Saturday comes, you do your refeed, you might eat 2,500 calories. So it's a thousand calorie surplus, um, still healthy food, just ingesting probably more carbohydrates for that purpose. So maybe your carbs go up from 150 grams to 400 grams. I'm just throwing out arbitrary numbers for you guys. Um, and a refeed is, is more important for people who are on a low calorie, like low carb diet, where they want to kind of, I guess, fill back in uh, their muscle glycogen and kind of spike uh, in the metabolism, you know, by kicking the leptin levels up and, and kind of taking advantage of an increased leptin where you might have more energy the next day for your workout, your pump might be ridiculous. And uh, you can kind of feel that, you know, coursing through your veins and you look almost like, you know, people pumped you up with air and you, you do have more energy because of it. And that's would be the difference between like what a refeed and a cheat meal is. If you guys are more of the cheat meal route, uh, and that's how you do it. What I would suggest for our people, if you're really looking to speed things up, I would tackle it like this. I would do maybe one cheat meal, maybe one to every two weeks. And I know that sounds ridiculous to you guys. Like, well, one every two weeks. Oh my God, Jeremy. Well, if you've been eating shit for the last 17 years or the last five years, you can go 13 days without putting a bunch of trash in your mouth. If you're just if you're diligent enough and if your goals matter enough to you, that doesn't mean you can't have a few things in between there that fit the numbers if you guys follow like if it fits your macros and you're tracking like a macro breakdown that's suitable for you i think that honestly if you guys could do that it'll help stimulate your metabolism um since it's been in a deficit for obviously several weeks and then it still allows you to hang out with friends and family and go out for pizza and do some cool shit like that so again if you can do it one every two weeks, but for a lot of you guys, probably once a week is more realistic. Your results will be probably a little bit slower, uh, depending on how crazy you go with the cheat, but it's all good. You know, it's a lifetime battle anyway. So I tell you guys, you know, pick and choose what works for you. Now, me personally, I like to do probably two meals per week uh, that are outside of my normal range of eating and food. Uh, and again, this is just work, what works for me, you guys. My body fat is in single digits, 365 days a year. Uh, my workload and training load is hard and it's frequent. Um, so the two meals does work for me and doesn't hinder my progress. And again, you guys, I've been this lean for the last 10 years. I, I've trained at this pace and I know it works for my body and my body type. If that works for you, great. If you're a one meal person, awesome. Uh, again, even at this point, my meals aren't that ridiculously crazy. Sometimes they are. Uh, if I go on vacation, Maybe to my you know my hometown or if we're in Italy or something, uh, I'll do something way outside the norm. But for the most part, I don't want to feel like shit. So I don't eat like three pizzas and have four boxes of cookies as my cheat meal because I don't want to feel bloated and gross and lethargic the next day. Um, and if I do go do pizza, for example, and who doesn't love pizza, I'll do like a big salad before it. So then I'll eat less pizza. I'm still going to pig out because that's just, I'm an overeater by nature. I'm 225 pounds and it just is how I roll. But at least that way, I'm still hydrated. I've worked out super hard that day and then I get right back on track the next day. Now I'll dig into that in a little bit. But for you guys, which I think is specifically more important, 
If I'm you and I'm going to cheat, keep it to once a week or once every two weeks if you can. Uh, limit, it, limit it to, if you can, just restaurants because I don't want you guys to buy a bunch of shit and have it at your house and pick at it you know, later that night or the next day. So I think sometimes going out for your cheat is more beneficial. Two, uh, buying stuff in single servings, if you're going to eat at home, is probably the only way I would go. Uh, and again, when you're done at the restaurant, don't take the leftovers home. You finish whatever you can finish there, and if it's too much for you and you're stuffed, awesome. Hats off to you. Leave the food there um, and take it off. I know you paid for it, but it's better you know, paying for it once than paying for it two or three days down the line when you're still eating it uh, at your house. Next thing, I would limit the cheat to an hour if you can. Two hours at the most if you guys really need it. Um, I just think you know, doing something for a whole day is ridiculous. So if you can keep that cheat to a 60 at the most 120-minute window, uh, you guys would be good to go. And again, like I said, don't take anything home. Leave everything there. And what I would do is I would pick foods that sit well with your body, um, that don't make you feel like shit afterwards. Um, and again, that just goes out saying if you know... You eating, you know, cinnamon rolls makes you bloated and gross and constipated. I would probably veer away from them or just do one of those things and a very small amount and then pick something else that actually, you know, doesn't make you feel like a train wreck the next day. Um, also, on the days that you guys are going to have a cheat, you got to work out. Um, you have to put the extra calories to use. I always tell people work out a little bit harder or do the big compound movements, squat, deadlift, the heavy overhead pressing stuff um, on those cheat days so your body can actually take advantage of um, of that, and so you're not just in this humongous surplus. You're still creating a little bit of, I guess, what you want to call almost damage control. Uh, and what I found for people is they do a lot better this way when they actually are active. And what I do personally is this: I'll pick a day. So let's say it's Saturday. Uh, on Friday, I'm at my normal deficit. I'm training hard on Friday. I'm doing my thing. Saturday, I get up. Um, I fast. That's the world I come from, you guys. I'm super hydrated. I do a, probably a little bit longer workout. I might even split them up into two parts if I can. And then I have my cheat then in that kind of you know 60 to 120 minute window and that's it. I still stay hydrated. I get a good night's sleep. And then the next day I get up and I fast as long as I feel comfortable for it, which for me is usually a majority of the day. I'm super active that day as well because my body is running off of the increase of calories and I typically have a lot of energy and they feel good and you get a nice pump and it's easy to train. And then after I work out, I go back to my normal eating routine, my normal schedule because that cheat is just one meal, you guys. It's not this, you know, three-day binge fest of shit. That's why Thanksgiving is so crazy to me because people travel to see family. They kind of have drinks and eat shit Wednesday night, completely tank it on Thursday. Friday, they're still hungover for the food and they're finishing leftovers and maybe get back on track Monday. So that one-day cheat turns into five days of shitty eating and drinking. I'm not saying you guys do that every time you cheat and go off the track, but you don't want to turn one meal into two meals and three meals and four meals and then all of a sudden into three days, and then maybe you get back to it on Monday. So again, those will be my tips, you guys, for for how you cheat and how you do it. Um, I'll dig into a different podcast on booze and and how you tackle that, if it's booze versus food and, and how it works in the body. But that's probably my simplest advice for you guys. I find that works well for our people here. And the ones who are more diligent about it do better. And the ones who, even when they cheat, they don't you know, do all kinds of crazy processed weird shit and throw it in their body because they don't want to feel bad. And at the end of the day, the vanity part matters. You know, your, your body's your business card and what we look like we get judged on. I get it. But more importantly, I don't like to feel like shit and I don't want to be lethargic and be gross. And that's more importantly, you guys, why I do it at this point. The looks and the vanity part of it are great, and it's just a byproduct of it. But more important, I don't want to feel crappy um, because then I'm not productive. I'm not inspired. I'm not motivated. I can't talk to you guys. I can't coach people to my best ability, and then I can't train, and I can't enjoy my day. So that's how I roll. Hopefully, it helps you guys. Any questions specifically, hit me up. Shoot me a DM. 
Uh, and until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please keep doing shit you love. The people you enjoy your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.